Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Practical Wisdoms for Life podcast. I'm Amanda, your host of today's show, and I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina, as well as Director of Operations and Communications, Rachel. Today, we'll be discussing why it's so hard to admit we need to change course and how it can improve your life to cut your losses and move forward. Sometimes people make decisions and then think they have to live with those choices. Why? Rachel, would you like to respond first? Yeah. So I don't remember where I saw or heard this phrase, but I always remember, don't live with a bad decision just because you spent a long time making it. And I think that that's really fantastic advice. And while it's so amazing, it can also be very difficult to act upon. So people oftentimes spend a lot of time and resources, maybe money, maybe their energy or their creativity to do something to follow through on a decision that they have made that they presumably thought was the best choice. And once they see that it's going wrong, it's very difficult to to say goodbye to all of that time and all of those resources that you invested into that and just move in a different direction. That can be a very difficult thing to do. And that's why I think so often people have a really strong urge to hang on to the decision that they've made and try to make it work and and keep pouring their time and resources into it until it it works out in the way they want to because it it's just this idea of waste and there's another phrase that you often hear you've made your bed now you must lie in it and i think that that's another aspect to why people have a hard time moving on from their bad decisions there's a sense of guilt when you realize that all this time and effort you've put in, maybe not just your own, um, wasn't wasn't working out. And so once you've got a bad decision, you feel like you might feel like you don't have the the right to ask for more resources or spend more of your own time to to fix it. Like this is what I've done, and I have to make it work now. And we oftentimes have a real lack of sympathy for ourselves. We have this idea that we should have known better, and once that happens, um, once you allow those thoughts to to enter your mind, then it's even more difficult to rally up the energy that you need to change your course. So I mean, I think there are a lot of reasons why some people might decide to live with those bad decisions, but I think those are just some of the reasons that that can prevent people from moving forward. Tina, what would you add? Well, I think you made some good points there, Rachel. I we all live in the United States, right? We don't have to live by by decisions that are made. We have the choice. We we live in a society where we do have choices. Um, and I, I to to your point, many times we um, it takes us so long to make a decision that we. I think more more of a question here is how long do you allow a decision to be bad before you move on? Um, how long do you allow yourself to um, to wallow if 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 it's not a good decision? Many times mm-hmm. we we realize it right away, right? But we That's- but we keep hitting hitting it, thinking, well, I, I'm not I'm not approaching this right. And uh, other other times it it takes a while before we kind of settle in and say, you know, this really wasn't wasn't a good move. I I need to to figure out a, a way out. And sometimes it's easier to stay in a bad situation than it is 
to to figure it figure out something something else. It's better to to go with what you know. Here, here, <laughs> you and I are both going back and forth with with different sayings, but it's sometimes it's better to to go with what you know than what you don't. Um, but it, it takes a lot to make a decision. Um, I I don't think that there are many people that that um, it, for for really serious life impacting decisions. Um, I think that, that that amount of time and effort that it's taken to make it, I think that we need to give ourselves permission that it's in, and it's okay to change our mind to go in a different direction. Uh, and I think many times we don't we seem to wait for others to give us permission or others to signal that it's okay to to, to change course. Whereas really it, all of that power is within us and, and we need to give our permission to uh, to go a different direction. Lynn, what do you think? <laughs> Thanks, Tina. And, and Rachel, I think I like a lot of the different colloquialisms both of you um, came up with. And in fact, something I had heard very recently within this last week, which was really an inspiration for this podcast, was nothing takes longer to die than a bad decision. So, <laughs> and, you know, when I think about this, um, I think it's it's wrapped up in emotional um our emotional perceptions of why it's so hard for us um, to change direction, you know, and that's everything from your self-esteem, your vanity, pride, and humility. And I, I believe that A, it takes a level of maturity and confidence in yourself to admit you are or were wrong. And you need to be able to take a hard look at your own motivations and your sense of self so that you can acknowledge that you're fallible. And one thing that to me is so powerful is when you have the courage and the moxie to change your mind. Um, only you can give yourself this power, uh, the power to alter your choices. So that's my two bits on this. Those are some great insights. Thank you. We've touched on this a bit already, but why is it so hard to admit we need to change course? Lynn, what do you think? Well, sort of moving forward from where I was, I think it, it's about fear and fear of a whole lot of different things. Um, and it, there, it's unique to each individual and situation. Uh, you may be fearful that others won't think you're think of you as well um, if you acknowledge that you need to make changes or you made a mistake. Um, there, there is a lot of fear that surrounds uh, the preservation of your own self-esteem. Um, uh, the view or perception of who you are and your standing amongst your friends, family, and associates. And it, what's funny about this whole situation is that it seems that humility becomes a four-letter word. Um, so change is absolutely, it's disruptive and it's unsettling and admitting to yourself that you need to make a change, that you need to alter a decision can feel overwhelming and it can be daunting. And, uh, whereas staying the course may, uh, seem safer, it could seem less threatening. It's sort of the evil that you know, and I think everyone, all of us, what we have to come to grips with is the, is really getting our mind wrapped around the fact that in the long run, you, 
you only end up hurting yourself by not facing this fear, you know, head on and accepting the challenge to make a change. So, um, Rachel, what, how do you, why do you think it's so hard to admit you need to change course? Well, I think a lot of it comes back to something that I said in the first question, which is that we tend to commit a lot of our time and resources to those decisions. Something Lynn said was, or perhaps it was Tina, I forget who, I'm sorry. But one of you said that most of us don't take lightly these large decisions that we make. And so you, you think really hard on it. And then once you find that it's going wrong, um, it can be embarrassing is another factor. Lynn, you mentioned how your one's pride and vanity can come into this. And I think that's, that's true. Once you find that something you've been working really hard at isn't working, you feel, you feel like you've failed and you feel perhaps that your prestige among your, your peers, your friends, your family has, has been diminished because something that you were so committed to is, is going wrong. And these kinds of emotions, this is, this embarrassment can lead to people feeling defensive. They feel angry that they're in this position. They might lash out at others or even blame others. And they can, can become really defensive, defensive about their decisions and get into this you'll see kind of attitude. Like, I'll make this work. And then then you'll see that, that my idea was right all along. And that that knee-jerk emotional reaction can really keep us stuck with with bad decisions and and unable to move forward. But another aspect is that um, admitting that you're wrong and that you need to to change direction is really daunting. The idea that you have to, or the feeling that you have to start from scratch is is so terrifying when you've already put in so much effort. You feel like you might run out of steam by, by the time you get there and you don't really feel like you know what to do. So that that underlying fear that I think, Lynn, you touched on can prevent you from consciously acknowledging that that things need to change. So, I mean, there are a lot of factors that can, that can keep us from admitting that we have to change course. Uh, Tina, what are some that you can think of? I think it's both the time and effort that we place into decisions that we've made um, and and the course that we're taking. And it, it, it's that investment of our time and effort, energy, emotions uh, that are all tied up in now what do we do? If we're, if we're not doing this, then what do we do? And one thing that I don't think that we've, we've touched on uh, with, with this question is how it, how is our decision, how does that impact others? How does that impact uh, our coworkers, our friends, our family, our significant others? Well, who else is impacted by us making a change in our life? How are, how is that going to impact others? And I think when when that factors into making a change, that makes us. Um, um, perhaps not as uh, perhaps we don't act as quickly as we might if we're, it's only about ourselves. Um, I think that it's uh, it, but it, it can also be a reason to hold us back because we don't want to have that effect on someone else. We don't want our decision to have a negative or what we think is going to be a negative impact 
on someone else. Uh, and so it allows us to, to stay in this um, wallowing and not really just idling and not, not making a decision one way or another, which again is another decision. A decision not to make a decision is, is, is just as the same as a right or a wrong decision. Yeah, it's it, so right. Um, but I, I do think it's the time, effort, the investment. And like I said, when when we are directly impacting someone else by by the force of our our decisions, uh, that that comes into play as well. And uh, I think that's what makes it so, so difficult to uh, to change. Let's look at the positive side of changing course. How can it improve your life to cut your losses and move forward? Tina, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, I, and I love the way that you phrased that, Amanda. The, you know, let's look at the positive of, of, of changing our minds. My gosh, we have the ability to change. We can, it, it allows us to, to have a clean slate, if you will, if you want to think of a whiteboard and you just take a big eraser um, and, and you start with a, with a clean slate and you, and you change direction. You can, it, now you have the entire rest of your life in front of you. What, what do you want to do with it? Um, I think that it allows us the freedom to explore. It allows us the freedom to be curious. Um, it allows us permission to uh, to dabble in areas that um, uh, maybe we we hadn't done before. It allows us to correct situations that perhaps um, we were not happy with, uh, we were not happy in or about. Uh, that can be, you know, jobs, it can be relationships, it can be family issues, it could be any, any number of things that that we weren't happy with it and now we have an opportunity to make it right for ourselves. Again, this is all about us, even though what we do may have an effect on others, uh, at the at the end of the day, it's, it's within us and it's the strength within, within us that will we are the only ones that can give ourselves the freedom to to cut our losses and to move forward we ourselves individually are the only ones that that have that that ability to do that Lynn, what do you think? Yeah, here 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 here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um you know and I'm going to I love what you said Tina. I think that all of us have different ways of rationalizing why and how we need to change. I mean, we've all been talking about that. And so I, I have this sort of different take on it that accepting and moving forward from bad choices is similar to the grief process. And because we do have to say goodbye to the bad idea or uh, a poor decision or a decision that didn't work out, you know, and we all, make time to have decisions that we make at the time that seem right and as things change they're not the right decision so if you think about that grief process the steps are denial anger bargaining depression and finally acceptance and i think that these steps can occur in a very short period of time you know from seconds to minutes um before you can move forward on a new path depending on what it is that you need to change gears on right um but sometimes it can take much longer and you literally have to mourn the bad choice and accept that you must change your choice to regain balance and start fresh. And I think for me, 
the key is to truly listen and visualize the impact of the decision or choice. And I really liked what you said, Tina, because you have to take into account others around you and how this could impact them. But And everyone processes this shift in their own way. And I will say that I never let a bad idea, choice, or decision hold me back. It may take me a while to wake up and smell the coffee grounds, as I like to say, <laughs> and refocus on a new pivot. Um, and, you know, I just think, okay, I made a mistake or a bad choice. I'm not married to it. Um, and <laughs> luckily, uh, and I allow myself to have some regrets, um, maybe throw a pity party and then just get on with my life. Um, I, I really believe that life is full of humility squares. So anyone out there who quilts knows what a humility square is and you have to acknowledge them. You learn something new and you make the necessary adjustments and you're stronger. So that's why I feel that, um, how how powerful it is to cut your losses and move forward. Um, Rachel, what about you? Well, wait, before I move on, can you tell me what a humility square is? Because I, want, I need to know this. Okay. Uh, a humility square in quilting, especially with, with hand quilting, is where you've made a mistake. And, but the mistake is fairly minor and it, it shows that you're human and it's your humility that you uh, can allow yourself to keep this square within the bigger pattern of the quilt because you see it, but no one else who looks at it is going to notice that there's this minor mistake in it. Um, I like that. And, That's really yeah. cool. And so humility square to me is, is has always been, I mean, I heard this back, I mean, I took a quilting class in my 20s, um, and it was very powerful to me, the idea that you can accept that something isn't perfect. And that because life isn't perfect and how important it was that you acknowledge that you have humility and that you can be very happy with this beautiful piece of work that you did complete. And yes, there's a little humility square. Big whoop and deal. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That is very I, like cool. that. I really like that. I like that a lot. So, you know, in this particular case, your your mistake is is not necessarily a small one that you can keep in your your quilt in this particular case for this particular project. And in this case, you you need to move forward from it. And by cutting your losses and moving forward in a different direction, you can really keep that decision from weighing you down. Tina mentioned how you have this new freedom. It, it lifts a weight off of you that you don't you're not trapped underneath this decision anymore because you made the decision to move away from it and move out from under it. And that can really allow you to, to be happy. It also allows you to grow. It allows you to try out new things, new opportunities. And you also learn how to course correct. This becomes a really big strength because learning how to recognize your mistakes and find ways to move forward from them is a really big life skill that I think everyone should make the effort to develop because, I mean, none of us are perfect. We're all going to be making bad decisions and knowing how to move forward from them is so, so important. It's going to leave, lead you down a much happier life. 
So in the particular project that you're you're working on, maybe that that mistake was too big. But in the grand large quilt of life, if you move forward from this decision, then it will just be a small small mistake in this quilt that no one is going to see but you. And that's going to allow you to find new opportunities and new ways to be happy. This has been such a great discussion. I love hearing about the humility square that Lynn mentioned. We have time for one more question and it comes from Annette in Garden City Park, New York. Annette asks, I hate being wrong. I know it. So when I've made a mistake, I find myself just digging a deeper hole. How do I break this horrible habit and grow up? What a great question. Tina, how would you help Annette? Annette, I don't know any of us that really like to be wrong, right? I, we we want to think that we uh, that we're always making the right decisions and that we're we're always in the in the in the right place at the right time. And it this reminds me a little bit of um, of uh, of a person that uh, may be a habitual liar, right? So I think we all are familiar with people that uh, that have this habit of 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 lying, little white lies here and there. And it's just so difficult, the trouble with a white lie, is that you have to remember what you've said. And it's so much of a burden to keep remembering all the things that you've said along the line because at some point you're going to slip up and it'll be found out. So um, it's so much easier to be straight up at the time and admit um, and admit it and uh, take that onus off of you. Otherwise, the only person you're really punishing uh, in my opinion, anyway, Annette, is, uh, is yourself. Um, because you, you know you were wrong and you haven't admitted it and you just keep keep making that mistake over and over or keep telling everyone that you didn't make a mistake and the person that it's hurting the most is you. Because it's that all of that guilt and all of that, um, um, it's, it's the fear of acknowledging and it's the humility, all of that just weighs down on you. Um, and and it and it hurts you. It 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 hurts your soul. So um, I would I would encourage you to to think of it as a way of freeing yourself by by admitting that you're wrong. That that gets it out of you, and it no longer has to take a place within you. Rachel, thanks, Tina. So Annette, I think that what you need to do here is change your paradigm of thinking. So. A lot of us, whether we consciously think of it or not, when we dig in our heels and and keep defending a mistake and refusing to admit that you're wrong, you're doing it in order to maintain what you consider your power or your strength, to not show yourself as being weak and to not give in. And I'm not sure if that's exactly how you think of it, but I think it's pretty likely in that, that subconsciously this is where, where it's at. So. If this is the case, then you need to shift your paradigm to find strength in your change rather than strength in your stubbornness and refusal to give this up. Because when you are able to admit that something is not going well and change it and do something new, that is a whole different level of strength. That is much more much more admirable, I think, to to notice that things aren't going well and, and moving forward from that. So that might be a, a, a way to shift the way you think about it and make admitting being wrong a little bit easier for you. You 
are already aware that this is a problem and that's a fantastic first step. So you see this as a trend. Now the next step is for you to notice when you're doing it while you're in the act. So when you see yourself refusing to admit being wrong and digging a deeper hole for yourself, take a pause, take a step back, maybe breathe for a few minutes or step away for an hour or two and let yourself think about it and then come back to whatever the situation is and change your course. And I think that that's going to make changing this habit and as you say, growing up a little bit easier for you. Lynn, what would you tell Annette? <laughs> well, I like what both you and Tina had to say and, and I agree that Annette's halfway there and I think introspection is what's required here is to think about why you hate admitting you're wrong and um, because everyone is wrong some of the time. It's completely normal. And that introspection will allow you to, to, to dig deep and, and get to that root cause so that you can fully realize what is motivating this destructive behavior. Because I agree with Tina, this is destructive behavior. You're hurting yourself. Um, and that self-awareness is power. Tina said it so well, this is like freedom, freeing yourself. Um, you have the power to understand the why and change your own rules um, through this process of introspection. And, and then when you find yourself in the moment, as Rachel said, modify your actions. And you can do that by taking a powerful pause. You know, stop digging the hole. And, and pause. You know, Rachel, as she said, take a step back. Truly consider your next action. Remember why you have been motivated to dig that stupid hole in the past. And to uh, Tina said, you know, the freedom. Celebrate that you are no longer the person. You're no longer that person. And you have chosen a new direction. And uh, acknowledge your error and move forward. So good luck, Annette. Thank you, Tina, Rachel, and Lynn for your insights and advice. I'm sure they will help Annette and anyone else who wants to break this habit of standing by mistakes made. We want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast. Next week will be another terrific dialogue at Petite to Queen. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com.